the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. ADIZ Golden Valley, Twin Cities Wellness Radio. With SRN News, I'm Rich Thomason in Washington. A private survey finds the U.S. job market continues to expand. Payroll processor ADP reporting American businesses added 163,000 jobs last month. President Trump demanding the New York Times identify the unnamed author of a devastating op-ed piece. The president calls the op-ed writer gutless and says the New York Times must, for national security purposes, turn him or her over to the government at once. In the op-ed, the writer claims to be part of a group of people inside the Trump administration working to undermine the president's worst inclinations so they can preserve our democratic institutions. That's White House correspondent Greg Clugston. Now underway on Capitol Hill, day three of uh, Supreme Court nominee Brett Kavanaugh's confirmation hearing before the Senate Judiciary Committee. This is SRN News. September is Sports Eye Safety Month. According to PreventBlindness.org, for all age groups, sports-related eye injuries occur most frequently in water sports, basketball, and baseball or softball. In order to be assured that your eyes are protected, it is important that any eye guard or sports protective eyewear are labeled as ASTM F803 approved. This eyewear is performance tested to give you the highest levels of protection. This Wellness Spotlight is brought to you by Wellness Radio 1570. Good morning. Coming up, it's Like It Matters Radio right here on Wellness 1570. Mr. Black is live this morning. And, of course, uh, Mr. Black is going to be making a trip to the Twin Cities soon. For more details, you'll find information on the program at TwinCitiesWellnessRadio.com. Now, from the Eagle Wellness Studios, should be a nice day today. Sunshine, low 70s, mid-50s tonight. Sunshine, mid-70s tomorrow. What does it take to be a superhero? Well, actually, just some running shoes. Gather your amazing super friends or co-workers and join Minnesota Adult and Teen Challenge in the fight against drug and alcohol abuse as we walk and run to save lives at the Freedom 5K, September 22nd on Harriet Island. Fun is required and costumes are definitely encouraged. There'll be food, prizes, and games, and you can sign up today at mntc.org slash freedom 5K. You can be a hero. Here at the Kingdom Builders, relationships are more important than sales figures. We're not real interested in doing these commercials to pull you in with marketing. We're more interested in having an opportunity to reach out and establish a relationship with you. Matthew, my son-in-law, now works a lot in the office with me, and our goal is really to be great ambassadors for the Lord Jesus. We don't want to put our light under a bushel basket. Yeah, I've just really enjoyed talking with customers and seeing what their problems are and trying to fix those for them, trying to get peace of mind with the issues they're having with their home. We think the business part will come naturally if we have a good, solid relationship with you and establish a level of trust. We've just been immensely blessed with all the people that we've met in the past few years, and we look forward to growing our family of customers. We'd like the opportunity just to look at your roof, your gutters, whatever it might be, for a free and obviously no obligation estimate. Find us online at thekingdombuilders.net. My name is Dr. Stephen Troviani, MD. My practice is North Star Neurological Clinic. If you've had pain that has not resolved with the treatment you've received, it may well be the source of that pain is not being addressed. My job as a neurologist is to evaluate as precisely as possible the cause. The way we go about resolving that pain is tailoring the treatment plan to that specific source. Individuals calling the office are often concerned with what plans we participate with. I have elected to abandon participation in all network plans. The reason is that it gives me liberty to provide our patients what they need, not what the insurance company tells me I'm allowed to provide. I can be reached at our office number, which is 763-416-1400. We can also be reached online 
through NorthstarPainCare.com. Again, NorthstarPainCare.com. You work hard for your money, so make sure your money is working hard for you. Our sister station, Business 1440, brings you financial advice from pros like Dave Ramsey, Bill Gunderson, and the Twin Cities' own financial fortitude and investing for success. With up-to-the-minute market updates, real estate tactics, and tips on investing and saving, Business 1440 will keep more of that hard-earned cash in your pocket. Learn more and listen live at TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Are you sick and tired of being sick and tired? If you want to be inspired, get help in becoming all you can be, the time is now for Like It Matters Radio with your host, Mr. Scott V. Black. Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am your blessed radio host, your radio life caddy, and you can call me Mr. Black. And I'm so excited to be with you today. Today, we're going to talk about Be a Good Sponge. And boy, if you do Facebook, you got to like us on Facebook. And uh, the reason we want you to like us on Facebook, because every day, my wife, uh, does a picture uh, of uh, kind of representing the day show, and I write a few words about it. And so uh, you get to know what's coming up, what to listen to, uh, but I love the pictures. And so today's show is called a Be a Good Sponge. And I just want to ask you, if I say good sponge, what picture pops in your head? You know the Rorschach test? You know, you see these ink blots, uh, and those ink blots, you see pictures based on what's in your subconscious mind. Uh, and uh, I want to ask you, when you hear good sponge, what comes in your head? And if SpongeBob doesn't pop into your head, you don't have kids or you're just a grump, one or the other. Because I'm a grown man, 52 years old, and I love me some SpongeBob. I just got to tell you. <laughs> and so today, uh, we're going to talk about being a good sponge. You know, I love a good analogy. I love a good metaphor. Matter of fact, uh, I've thought about it. If I was a superhero, uh, I would be Metaphor Man. You know, if you ever watch uh, Whose Line Is It Anyway, you know, they have uh, one of their games is called Superhero Party. Uh, and they have a party going on, and, or they have something going on, and then a new a superhero is introduced uh, by the person that's on the stage, and then the person get ready to come on the stage must just become that superhero. And I would be metaphor man. Uh, I'm not sure if metaphor man would have a cape. You know, there's pros and cons to a cape, as we all know. You know, so if you if you study The Incredibles, you understand what I'm talking about. And so a metaphor, you know, a metaphor, analogy. Like Jesus talked in parables all the time. Uh, and, and what it does, it takes something known and it lays it beside something not known. Uh, and a metaphor could and take uh, some, uh, what would you call them, tenets, uh, byproducts or, or pieces of one thing and then attach them to pieces of another. And I truly believe that we are very analogous to a sponge. And, and the picture I always give is, let, let's say that uh, uh, I'm in a room with you and uh, uh, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm drinking, I'm drinking a cup of Hawaiian punch and I, I put it on the counter uh, and then I get excited and I, I knock over my Hawaiian punch. And now there's Hawaiian punch all over my, my beautiful tile floor. And so I go under the sink, I grab a, a sponge, I take it out of its wrapper, it's a brand new sponge, and I clean up my mess. When I squeeze that sponge, you're going to expect Hawaiian punch to come out of it, right? I mean, it's just common sense. Same scenario, now different drink. Let's say uh, um, uh, I'm drinking a brown soda. And so I get excited, I, I knock that brown soda uh, off uh, my, my table, it's all over the floor now, my tile floor, so I go under the sink, I grab a brand new sponge, I take it out of its brand new wrapper, and I clean up my mess. And then when I go to squeeze that sponge in the sink, if I was to stop for a moment and ask you, what do you think is going to come out of the sponge when I squeeze it? Your answer would be, right, tell him what he's won, Johnny, right. It would be brown soda. And then I would pose the question to you, why would you say brown soda? And you'd say, Mr. Black, because that's what's in it. And then I would pose the Socratical question again. 
Are you telling me that the only thing that can come out of that sponge is what's in it? And you say, duh, yeah. Great job, Einstein, right? Or good job, Sherlock, right? Why? Because the only thing that can come out of that sponge when I squeeze it is what is in it. And you got to get this. Because life has ups and downs. Life has traumas and dramas. Life has good moments and bad moments. I mean, uh, if the, the year, uh, I mean, the, uh, the time of the Trump presidency has taught you anything, it should be that we could look at two things, two different people, look at the same exact thing and see polar opposites. So what's the difference? What's the difference is what's in the sponge. You know, my training at, you know, likeitmatters.net, uh, my training is the most intensive, uh, challenging two-and-a-half-day training that most people ever experience outside the military. And, you know, when, when I come in there, I, I stir people up. I come on full bore. You know, we have two days to change lives. We don't have time to get to know each other. We don't have time to be buddies and friends and, and uh, fluff it up and, and sugarcoat it and, and all this stuff. It's time to get busy. And so, technically, I tell people, I'm going to squeeze you. I'm going to squeeze you. Because when life squeezes you, the only thing that can come out of you is what's in you. And boy, you know, when life gets tough, when, like in my training, a tough situation where uh, there's a lot of pressure, a lot of stress, you can tell a man's religion in a time of despair. You can tell. Because when I squeeze people in my class, a lot of times I get anger, I get resentment, I get bitterness, people shut down, they play the victim. They get become a persecutor. Who does he think he is? You know, and, and you got to get this. Nobody responds to reality. What we respond to is our map of reality. Remember, our experience is filtered. It's framed by our internal experience. Nobody responds to what somebody else is doing. You got to get this. What we respond to is what we believe they are doing. And so you got to realize how we work. We're unconscious creatures. If you listen to this radio show, you hear this over and over. Why? Because the repetition of a message is the foundation for success. you got to get this. We're uh, unconscious creatures. We only use about 3 to 5% of our brain consciously. I've heard the number as high as 10 to 12% if you're a self-actualized person. In other words, you're working to know yourself, examine yourself, uh, to live an examined life. And so majority of what's going on, we got all this stuff going on. And your unconscious mind runs the show. That's why one of the things I do in my leadership training, Leadership Awakening, is I teach people how they work. I teach them the rules of the unconscious brain. Because if you're going to make any changes, any lasting changes, any real tr changes, then you must do it the way your unconscious brain works. Why? Because it runs the ship. It runs the show. You got to get this. And so we got to be careful, little eyes, what we see. We got to be careful, little ears, what we hear. Because how do we get things in us? It's through the five senses. We see things. We hear things. We, we experience things. We smell things. We taste things. That's how we get stuff in us. Exactly that way. No other way. And so we got to be careful what we see. We got to be careful what we hear and what we listen to over and over and over. We gotta be careful to what we watch and to what we allow around us. Because it affects us. I'll never forget I had a young lady go through my training and she was struggling mightily. Her mom sent her to me and uh, she got it. She made it through the class, she realized the power of her mind, and so she went home and uh, she had a younger sister, a sixteen year old sister. And she shared with her sister all the incredible things that she had learned about the power of the mind and how uh, how anything you put in your mind, your brain treats as if. Your brain, subconscious brain, does not differentiate between Hollywood and reality. It treats all the pictures the same. And so she told her sister about this, and they decided they were going to clean up all their music on their iPods because they had some dirty music, some suggestive music, some music with swear words. And so um, while they were cleaning up the music, my, my, the, my graduate and her little sister uh, were talking, and she, her 16-year-old sister said, Hey, sis, can I just keep this one song on here? I know it's, only, it's got a few swear words. It's a little bit suggestive, but we use it for cheerleading practice, uh, and I'd really like to keep it on here. 
And so my graduate, her two-year-older sister, said, listen, I hear what you're saying. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to make you a batch of cookies, and I'm only going to put one scoop of poop in those cookies. And she said, are you okay with that? Now, I don't know about you, ladies and gentlemen, but if I'm looking at a plate of cookies, let's say there's a dozen, and I believe there could be a fleck of poop in one of those cookies, I'm not touching them. I'm on a diet. And we got to treat our lives the same way. we got to be careful what we put in our heads, because when life squeezes us just like a sponge, the only thing that can come out of us is what's in us. Listen to the impact of Leadership Awakening on Pastor Don Delich. Leadership Awakening is a very unique and dynamic 46 hours packed with energy, enthusiasm, and challenges. It has taught me to maximize my opportunities. My goal is to be the best that I can be for Jesus Christ and to inspire others to commit their entire bodies, souls, minds, and spirits to God's calling for them. My priorities are to serve the Lord first, my wife next, then my family, followed by all others who connect with me. Leadership Awakening provides tools to enable us to focus our skills and to love blessing many lives. Please consider Leadership Awakening. To check out the dates and locations of upcoming Leadership Awakenings, go to likeitmatters.net slash events. That's likeitmatters.net slash events. I was nine weeks along and didn't know what else to do. I felt helpless and I didn't want to leave it up to her, but I didn't know what to do or say. I didn't know there were other options available. I didn't know it was a baby with a beating heart at 18 days. Hello, my name is Marianne Koharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America, the Billboard People. So often we get calls just like this from men and women seeking help and alternatives. Our 800 hotline connects callers to the services they need for pregnancy, adoption, as well as post-abortion assistance. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of confidential counseling or would like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, please call 1-800-366-7773 or check us out on the web, Pro-Life ProLifeAcrossAmerica.org. Pro-Life Across America is educational, non-political, and tax-deductible. A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. Pro-Life Across America, If listening to Mr. Black on Like It Matters Radio is not enough, if you need more of him, here's one option for your Mr. Black fix. Like It Matters Way of Warrior is his daily blog that can be delivered directly to you. Each day, he chooses a word from the Book of Wisdom and expands and illuminates the scripture to allow for application. Go to wayofwarrior.blog, click the follow button, and join the daily blog. For more of Mr. Black, go to wayofwarrior.blog. That's wayofwarrior.blog. Raise the bar with Mr. Black. In addition to Like It Matters Radio, Mr. Black is available for life caddy work. One-on-one coaching to help you achieve your dreams. Need a keynote speaker? Mr. Black will personalize a message for your audience. He also provides customized training for your business or organization. And of course, who can forget Like It Matters Leadership Awakening Training, where thousands of lives have been transformed. All at likeitmatters.net. Raise the bar with Mr. Black at likeitmatters.net. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am your blessed radio host, your radio life caddy, and you can call me Mr. Black. And today, I am encouraging you to be a good sponge. It's a great metaphor. We are just like a sponge. And, you know, getting ready for this radio show, I actually, uh, I get in the office about 3 o'clock in the morning, sometimes 4 o'clock, and I do some Bible study. I type up a, a blog, a short blog that uh, probably about 1,000 people get. Uh, I text it out to a couple of hundred. I post it on my wayofwarrior.blog. Uh, and then a lot of people send it out to other people. And then I, I uh, get ready for the radio show, or if it's not Tuesday and Thursday, because I do Tuesday and Thursday live. Uh, and usually Monday, Wednesday, and Friday are, are shows I recorded. Throughout the week, and so depending on what I'm doing or what day of the week it is, uh, so there's some days I do three radio shows. I'll do a live one, I'll record one, and then I also have a show on Sundays, if you don't know, on 9:80 a.m. there in Minneapolis called "Like It Matters" by the book, and it's absolutely totally scripturally based because uh, I'm a man of God, 
And yet I know that when people sign up for my training and they, uh, they listen to this radio show, some people aren't interested in Jesus camp. I get it. I get it. But God's an important part of my life, so if I start talking a long period of time, uh, things about God's going to come out. Uh, I eat a lot of Scripture, remember? Whatever you put in you, I eat a lot of Scripture. I study the Bible. I listen to probably five, six, seven sermons a day. If I'm on the road, I can listen to 15 sermons a day. Uh, when I drive uh, from point A to point B, and sometimes I drive 20 hours nonstop, I could listen to 15 to 18 hours of sermons over and over and over. I like the Word of God. I hunger for it. I thirst for it. And so sometimes when I'm talking, I don't mean to have the Word of God coming. I don't mean to be talking, quote, quote, godly. It just comes out of me, just like we're talking about the sponge. You know, the sponge, we get squeezed. That's why one of my favorite books in the Bible uh, is Deuteronomy. Uh, and the eighth chapter of Deuteronomy is one of my favorite chapters. And I think it's right around the third verse. And it's paraphrased. I don't, I don't have it word for word memorized, but uh, I call it zip code. I got it down. I'll get you in the zip code. And it says, you know, I, I took you out in the desert for 40 years. I wanted to test your heart. I wanted to see if you love me, see if you keep my commandments. Don't you hear what God said? God said, I'm going to take you out in the desert for 40 years, and I'm going to squeeze you. I'm going to take you through the ups and downs of life. I'm going to see what's in your heart. I'm going to see if you love me. I'm going to see if you keep my commitments, my commandments. And today I, I, I want to talk about this thing and the analogy of us being a sponge. And so I did a little research on sponge. First of all, let me share with you a couple words of prose. Yeah, I'm one of those weird dudes that shares poetry on the radio. Who does that? I know my wife and I were laughing about that months ago. Who does that? Well, I guess Black does that. So anyways, uh, this is a poem about sponges by J.V. And it's cool because it tells you a lot about what a sponge is and what it does. It says, on the bottom of the ocean floor, there lives a sponge. He is a wide-mouthed bowl with a bright green sheen. His species, a narrow one, no known friends are to be seen. Tasty bacteria he sucks right on in, filtering the ocean, now it's clean. By asexual or sexual means multiply he can. Swimming sperm cells release like smoke, only fertilizing eggs, but others to provoke. Cut up a sponge, it makes two, no joke. Making glassy needles, he himself defends. Few dare to eat a not-so-squishy him. The parrotfish, though, enjoys his rim. But when you touch, your outlook could be grim. Don't go too deep when you go and seek. Sub-zero to tropics, you'll find him there. Climate change to him is not a care. Deep cleaning the ocean from his fair lair. You know, and I was reading that, it's by JV, and when I was reading it online, it's funny because there's a response, you know how they have comment section at the bottom that says, fantastic. He says, I have to admit, this is the very first sponge poem I have ever read. So uh, for those of you that feel the same way, let me give you a second one. It's called A Wet Sponge, and it's by Marilyn Lott. She says, I was cleaning with a wet sponge. Why? It was just another day. And as I captured a swipe of dust, my thoughts just seemed to stray. If we can take a wet sponge and wipe away dust and dirt, then why can't we do the same to wipe away the endless hurt? I've noticed through my life, as I've stumbled along the way, decisions are so difficult, sometimes more than I can say. We all make mistakes, of course, but what if we could just erase with a single wet sponge and swipe and there would not be a single trace? Of course we can't really do it, but we can within our minds if the things that trouble us so much, the things that stifle us and binds. Why can't we mentally just swipe it with the wet sponge inside our mind? For we then can move right along, so happiness is much easier to find. And that's by Marilyn Lott. So what we got to do, if we're going to make this metaphor work, let me tell you a little bit about sponges. Uh, it says all about sponges. This is uh, what it is. So the scientific name of a sponge is porifera, porifera, which means pore bearing. Uh, sponges are the simplest form of multicellular animals. They are very diverse and come in a large variety of color, shapes, and structural complexities. Again, I'm going to start doing these point by point. Wow. Similarities, see it with us? The simplest form of multicellular animals, let's be honest, as complex, as confusing as we are, uh, we're very similar. 
You know, I don't care how different two people look, 99.9% of our DNA is the same. you got to get this. And boy, oh boy, oh boy, we can be simple creatures when you get right down to it. Instead of focusing on all the differences like today's culture is, instead of focusing on who voted different, on who has different skin color, who has a different sex, who has different belief systems, what are we focused on the similarities? And the similarities are what keep it simple, soldier. The similarities are very basic. We all want to love and be loved. We all want to matter. We all want to make an impact. We all want to know we're special. We all have uh, dreams and hopes. We all have fear and doubt. We all want to be loved and loved just like everybody else. They are the simplest form of multicellular animals. They are very diverse and come in a large variety of colors, shapes, and structural complexities. Sound like any human beings you know? Look around. Look around the world of Mr. Black and Leadership Awakening, likeitmatters.net. You'll see the same thing. See, similar human beings, we might have a complex makeup, but we are very similar, and very similar in our needs. Uh, Dr. Abraham Maslow, I talk about it all the time, came up with a hierarchy of needs. And he said basically that all human beings have four basic needs. Now, I think they have five or six in the actual hierarchy. But we get into self-actualization and meaning of life. Those aren't necessarily needs. Those are only needs once the basic needs have been met. Psychological needs, safety needs, uh, comfort needs. See, it says here the structure of a sponge is simple. One end is attached to a solid such as a rock, while the other end, called the osculum, is open to the environment. Again, do you notice the similarities? We attach ourselves to a cause, to a person, to a vocation, to a belief system. I mean, you got 40% of this country attach themselves to the resistance, you know, to basically uh, bring down an elected official in secret. And we're okay with that. Boy, I wonder if the last guy who was in the office, if we were doing that to him, I wonder if everybody would be okay with that. You know the answer would be no. But we got to realize the structure of a sponge is simple. But you also got to realize that we filter things. And that's why we got to be careful what goes into us. Because we filter that. That's why I talk about when I talk about framing. The frame that we put around something is almost like a filter. We, we take certain things and certain things go. And we got to be careful what we hold on to. We got to be careful about what we're watching on a regular basis. We got to be careful about what we're listening to on a regular basis. That's why it says nothing to do with politics, but come on. Some of you need to turn off CNN and MSNBC. I'm not being political here. I'm being truthful. If you constantly listen to that barrage of hatred, of bitterness, of, of all this evil that they just view nonstop, I don't care who you vote for. Vote for whoever. But this is killing you. It's making you grumpy. It's making you miserable, giving you road rage. It's making you snap uh, on your spouses, on your kids, because all this negativity... See, sponges are made of four simple and independent cells. Four simple. Keep it simple, soldier. It's not as complicated as we want to make it. Remember, the number one way we procrastinate is I don't know. Confusion is the enemy's number one weapon formed against us. And where do sponges live? Just like human beings live. They live in all types of regions all over the world. They are able to thrive in most environments. Does it sound familiar? That's just like us. We can survive in Auschwitz. We can survive in a tsunami. We can survive in, in a good culture. We can survive in a bad culture. But what happens is we start taking on the tenets of that culture. Usually abusers usually begat abusers. Usually molesters usually begat molesters. Usually alcoholics usually begat alcoholics. And that's why this is a mind game. Because it's all programming. We usually do to others what's been done to us. We keep the cycle going. But we don't have to. We can scratch that CD because it's all based on our belief systems. Stuff that was put into us just like the sponge. And so many of us, it's like a dirty sponge when you have this dirty sponge. You, take, you turn the water faucet on. And you stick it on the running water and you squeeze it. And then you stick it back on the running water and you squeeze it. And then you stick it. That's what we need. That's what I do in my training. 
Sponges are important in nutrient cycles and coral reef systems. Scientists believe they may be important factors to change, change in water quality, whether good or bad. That's us too. So I'm going to ask you today, being the sponge that you are, are you cleaning up your environment or are you making it worse? Are you filtering out some of the negative, some of the bitter, or are you working to put in some of the good, some of the cleansing, some of the hopeful? And so today on Like It Matters Radio, I'm encouraging you to be a good sponge. And in three minutes, we're going to come back from the break, and we're going to continue this metaphor about you and me. Here's what a pastor from North Carolina who served for 33 years said about Leadership Awakening. If you don't think you need it, you're probably the one that needs it the most. You know, I was one of those, been there, done that, and I've been through some powerful things. Most of them have been ministry related. And I mean, I'm, I've been in the hearing and in the presence of some of the best speakers about Christian things that the world knows. And I've been encouraged and I've been excited and I've been given energy. Honestly, this did something for me that none of those ever did. And I'm not sure ever could because it presented to me some methodologies and some practical principles that I had never learned. And it has made a tremendous impact on my life. Change the course of your life by attending the next Like It Matters Leadership Awakening in Dallas, Texas, October 11th through the 13th. Go to likeitmatters.net, click on Schedule for Leadership Awakening near you. Leadership Awakening doesn't take applicants, only commitment. TwinCitiesTuitions.com has been helping families for over seven years get into the school of their dreams. We have placed over 90 kids into private education, including Stacy's son. I have to say that this was an answer to prayer. This program made it possible for my son to transition into ninth grade into a wonderful school. Dealing with the station, particularly Alyssa, has been such a blessing. Education is one of the most important decisions that you can make as a parent. The difference that I've seen in, in my son in a Christian education is a confidence that can only come from Jesus Christ. He stands firm in the truth. He knows what he believes, and he's going to know that, that Jesus is the answer. Don't pay more than you need to for your child's first year of private school. Call me, Alyssa Brecken, at 651-289-4406. Or visit our website at TwinCitiesTuitions.com. Did you know approximately 980 Minnesotans will be diagnosed with pancreatic cancer this year? Only 88 will live to see the year 2022. These are not simply statistics. Every one of those diagnosed represents someone's mother, father, sister, brother, colleague, or friend. Pancreatic cancer is the world's toughest cancer with a five-year survival rate of just 9% in the U.S. The Pancreatic Cancer Action Network is determined to improve patient outcomes today and double survival by 2020. We need your help. We are the only organization with a nationwide grassroots army, inspiring over 1 million people to take action and accelerate progress in the fight to end pancreatic cancer. We must do more and demand urgent action to save lives. Find out how you can join the fight by visiting pancan.org. That's P-A-N-C-A-N dot org, pancan dot org. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am Mr. Black. I was just listening to the commercial on Pancreatic Cancer Action Network, and uh, I did not realize it, but next weekend when I'm up there in class, they are going to be doing the Purple Stride, the Purple Stride. And I know uh, Mavis Heupel, a friend of mine, uh, has a friend of hers struggling with pancreatic cancer, and so she'll be in that uh, stride, purple stride. So I highly encourage you, please, go to pancan.org. And, man, if you're in the Minneapolis-St. Paul area, man, be a part of the purple stride. I mean, uh, it's the toughest cancer. Of Cancer is a terrible thing, uh, and it is the, the lowest uh, healing rate, survival rate of anything. Famous people like Michael Landon and uh, some other famous people that you know, can't think off the top of my head, I wasn't planning on talking about this, <laughs> but uh, have died from pancreatic cancer. And so please, please, please do that. And by the way, if you miss any of this radio show, you can always go to our website, likeitmattersradio.com, likeitmattersradio.com. You can listen to this message and uh, many other archived messages over the last couple months. Uh, and we do play again on the replay. 
uh, in Minneapolis, St. Paul. We're on AM 157, Twin Cities Wellness Radio. So honored to be a part of an entire radio network dedicated to you, the listener. So not only do we play in Minneapolis, St. Paul from 9 to 10 a.m. Central Standard Time, we replay again from 5 to 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. Uh, and the same thing on iHeart, because our iHeart connection is connected to Twin Cities Wellness Radio. So if you go to iHeart Radio on your phone, on your computer, uh, you can query Wellness Radio 1570. Uh, and there you will find us twice a day from 9 to 10 a.m. Central Standard Time, and then replayed 5 to 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. And uh, our local market, we're also in the local market in St. Louis. Love being a part of the St. Louis Gospel Experience on Praise 95.1 FM and 1260 AM. And we play there every Monday through Friday from 7 to 8. And today we're talking about being a good sponge. And I know I'm probably killing this metaphor, but I am Metaphor Man. So that's what Metaphor Man does. He kills a metaphor. So three more things on the metaphors tying us into why we're like sponges. Uh, and then I'll uh, go into some meat and taters of now what do we do about this now that we understand this. So some adaptations uh, they have to their environment. Sponges are strong animals with dense skeletons that are well adapted to their environment. Sound like any human beings you know? As they may live almost everywhere, they adapt to the regions and surfaces they grow in. That's the problem. We become affected by our environment. You take a good sponge and you put it in a bad environment, and that good sponge starts doing bad things. And what do we call people who do bad things? We call them bad people. Notice how it changes everything? Also, sponges have been around for a very long time. In the beginning. So have we. Right? Genesis 1-1, in the beginning. This is because all through the world, although the world is constantly changing, sponges are still able to respond to these changes through adapting to their environments. We can make it through anything. I mean, read Man's Search for Meaning about making it through Auschwitz. People made it through the tsunami. People been chained to, to underground places and being tortured and raped for 10 years. I mean, how much news do you watch, Right? And we get through it. We survive. The human spirit has a will to survive. And lastly, uh, to kill out or complete, I should say, the metaphor, uh, diversity. Diversity is created when different sponges reproduce with other different sponges. Sound familiar? Yeah, we're in a big diversity movement. Right? We're like color. Color. As long as you're not white, everything's okay today. Just have a little bit of color. Even if it's not noticeable color, it doesn't matter. If you can prove it's in your genes, you're acceptable. So why? Because diversity is the key now. Diversity is the key. And so I want you to understand where I'm taking this. I'm not just doing this metaphor just to play with you. i got better things to do with my time, and so do you. But this is important to understand how we work. Why? Because there are lives on the line. Uh, Cranberry singer Dolores O'Rourdon died by drowning due to alcohol intoxication. The Cranberries' lead singer, Dolores Riordan, died by drowning due to alcohol intoxication on British Corner said Thursday. O'Rourdon, 46, was found submerged face up in a bathtub at a London hotel on January 15th. Witnesses told a coroner's inquest at Westminster Coroner's Court. She was wearing her pajamas at the time. Toxology tests show that O'Rourdon didn't take drugs except for her usual prescription medication, but did drink excessive amounts of alcohol prior to her death. So she's sitting in her hotel room by herself. There were five empty miniature bottles of alcohol and a mini bottle of champagne in the room. Her prescription medication for bipolar disorder was also found on the scene. Her blood alcohol level was four times. Four times the legal limit. There was no note left or no evidence of self-harm. Boy, that's uh, that's subjective, huh? No evidence of self-harm? I think there's lots of evidence of self-harm. How about this one? Preteen suicides are rare, but numbers are on the rise. On average, by the way, there are 123 suicides per day in the United States. 123 people take their lives every single day. And then if you look at abortions, I think it's about 3,000 abortions per day in the U.S., 125,000 per day around the world. Wow, 125,000 per day around the world. But 3,000 per day in the U.S., so you add those two numbers together, and I'm going to tell you right now, that's hurting people. Don't you see it? Don't you hear it? Hurting people hurt people. Preteen suicides are going through the roof. 
There was uh, the other day I read about a nine-year-old boy in Denver that, for some reason, I'm not sure why a nine-year-old boy would even think about sexuality, but he decided he was gay. And so he told everybody, and then I guess he was bullied, and he wound up killing himself. Jamel Miles died Thursday of suicide, the Denver office of the medical examiner said Monday. This was a week ago. He'd been bullied by classmates because he came out as gay. Now, nine years old. It's just interesting. I don't know about you, but I'm not sure a nine-year-old boy should be thinking about that stuff. I'm not sure a 12-year-old boy should be. This, again, the sponge concept. What are we allowing into our kid's head? What are they watching? What are they listening to? I remember hearing a story years, uh, last year about a four-year-old boy, a boy who wanted to be a girl. And so his mom and dad were going to give him a sex change operation, four years old. You know what my three-and-a-half-year-old boy wants to do? He wants to drive the car. He wants to eat candy at night. He wants to pick up the cat by the tail and swing it around. Guess what? I tell him no. <laughs> no. Parents, did you hear that? It was the no. Really important. At some point, you got to realize that what somebody puts in their head is going to come out at some point. You can't use a sponge to clean up a mess. And then when you squeeze that sponge, not expect it to come out. And so you got to realize the language of people. What is the language of people? You don't know? If I was in China and I was, uh, wanted everybody to understand that I had no interpreter, and I wanted everybody to understand me, I would need to speak in Chinese. If I was in Russia, and I wanted everybody to understand me, and I had nobody, no interpreter, and I wanted everybody to understand me, guess what? I must speak in Russian. Excuse me. <coughs> Got a tickle in my throat. So what is the language of people? It is the senses. Man, you know, my disciplines are spread out. Transactional analysis with Dr. Eric Byrne, uh, neuro-linguistic programming, Drs. Milton Erickson and Virginia Satir, multiple intelligences with Dr. Howard Gardner, uh, logotherapy with Dr. Victor Frankel, uh, constant never-ending improvement with Dr. W. Edwards Deming, emotional intelligence with Dr. Dan Goldman, and then I'm a man of God, so it's wrapped up in the Word of God. And one thing I love, I've been studying NLP for 25 years. I'm a master. I have my master's. I'm a master practitioner. But NLP came out in the 70s and then from liberal group and the Berkeley crowd. And so a lot of people, modern science and medicine, didn't really pay attention to NLP. But now today, based on the work of Dr. Eric Burns in transactional analysis, based on the work of Dr. Howard Gardner, both have said the same thing that NLP's always said, that the brain is a sensory-based organ. Don't you hear it? The senses. See, you have five input zones to get anything in your experience. We see things, we take them in. We hear things, we listen to them. And not only external, but internal. We have thirty to 60,000 thoughts per day. And what you listen to all the time is what you believe. It doesn't matter what happens to you in life. What matters is the narrative. It's one thing to be uh, you know, cut off on the road it's another thing to, be, uh, to tell yourself that this person did this to you and they didn't like you or they cut you off because they think they're better than you or because of the color of your skin. Don't you see one thing that's true that happened, somehow that vehicle got in front of you in a way that wasn't safe or good. That's true fact. However, what's different is the narrative that's going on. It's how you explaining it to yourself. And based on how you explain it to yourself, you're going to react. That's what transactional analysis is. There's a stimulus and a response. That's called a transaction. It's called communication. But the stimulus does not dictate the response. What happens is we go to our three channels. The way we process information, we do it visually by seeing, we do it auditorily by hearing, or we do it kinesthetically through emotion or experience. And then based on that, then we respond. We don't respond to what people do to us. We respond to our explanation to ourselves of what people do to us. And so what you got to realize is every single memory we have, every single thought, every single belief system is stored, is codified in the five senses. 
something you saw, something you heard, something you felt, something you smelt, something you tasted. You can find any place in the world if you know the longitude and latitude. You ever have deja vu? Deja vu is just like the longitude and latitude, except there are five coordinates. Something you saw, something you heard, something you felt, something you smelt, something you tasted. Whether you're consciously aware of it or not does not matter. And deja vu is when those five coordinates are similar to five coordinates you've experienced in the past. And then you automatically tell yourself, hey, I've been here before. This looks familiar. And so today on Like It Matters Radio, we're encouraging you to be a good sponge. And after the break, we're going to talk about cleanup. How do you clean up when you've got some stuff in you that never should have got in you? Be right back. When I attended the Leadership Awakening Workshop, I didn't know what to expect, but I was open. The tools taught at Leadership Awakening helped me discover things about myself that were holding me back from being all God created me to be. Providential? That word coins these life-changing classes because I now realize there are works God has already created for me to walk in, and these workshops helped me to see this more clearly. I received practical insights that I am already applying to be a more focused businesswoman, influential mom to my two teenagers, an eight-and-a-half-year-old son, and patient and passionate wife. I got rid of a lot of clutter in my head. BS, they call it, belief systems that were not serving me. If you want to know what it means to empower others instead of trying to control them, if you want to build a productive team in two days, if you want to press the reset button in your life and give yourself a fresh new beginning, then do yourself and your family a favor and attend the next Leadership Awakening. It's time the giant in you comes alive. Leadership Awakening is coming to St. Louis November 1st through the 3rd. Details at likeitmatters.net. That's likeitmatters.net. Hi, this is Eric with the Kingdom Builders with some words of encouragement for you today. In Galatians 5-7, Paul tells us that those who have put their trust in Jesus Christ are no longer bondservants, but sons. And as sons, then heirs of God through Christ. He goes on in Ephesians 1-3 to explain what a great blessing that is when he says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in the heavenly places in Christ. There are two small words in that verse that bring great encouragement. The first is half, which tells me it is already done. And the second is all, which tells me that I lack nothing in Christ. Oh, how great to be called a child of God. On behalf of the Kingdom Builders, I hope these words are encouragement to you today. If you'd like to contact us, look us up online at thekingdombuilders.net. I am Marcus Jubland. Like my dad always says, we're not salespeople, we're just great roofers. Here's what a pastor from North Carolina who served for 33 years said about Leadership Awakening. If you don't think you need it, you're probably the one that needs it the most. You know, I was one of those, been there, done that, and I've been through some powerful things. Most of them have been ministry related. And I mean, I've been in the hearing and in the presence of some of the best speakers about Christian things that the world knows. And I've been encouraged, and I've been excited, and I've been given energy. Honestly, this did something for me that none of those ever did, and I'm not sure ever could, because it presented to me some methodologies and some practical principles that I had never learned, and it has made a tremendous impact on my life. Change the course of your life by attending the next Like It Matters Leadership Awakening in Richmond, Virginia, August 23rd through the 25th. Go to likeitmatters.net, click on Schedule for Leadership Awakening near you. Leadership Awakening. We don't take applicants, only commitment. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters Inspiration, Education, and Application. I am Mr. Black today. I am encouraging you to be a good sponge. And we've been carrying out this metaphor about how we are like a sponge. We filter things. That what we put into our experience when life squeezes us comes out of us. And how do we get things into our experience? Why we look at them. What are you watching on a regular basis? It becomes part of your experience. Are you watching a lot of dark stuff? Are you watching a lot of people's heads getting cut off? Are you watching? See, you got to get this. Your unconscious mind does not differentiate between Hollywood and reality. So when you're watching all these R-rated movies with all this profanity, with all this g- blood and guts, with people getting their heads cut off, with people sleeping with other people, or, or people showing all this stuff, don't you get it? It's affecting you. That now goes inside your experience. And it's all part of it. And your subconscious mind does not say, oh, that was a movie. Oh, that was Hollywood. Nope. 
it treats it all as if. There's a bit of desensitizing going on. That's like the old Madonna thing. Uh, she had to keep outdoing herself. She had to keep getting more outrageous. More outrageous because people got used to it. And then they got new. It's like with a drug. You take so much of a drug, your body gets used to it. And then you need to take more of it. Then you take more of it. That's how addiction happens. That's how people overdose. You just got to realize how you work. And that's why my master's in neurolinguistic programming. It is the science of how the brain codes learning and experience. And this coding affects all communication behavior. It affects how you learn and how you experience the world around you. It is the key to reaching and achieving excellence. If you think about the three words, neuro-linguistic programming, neuro is our neurology, how we think and feel. Linguistic is the language part, what we say, how we say it, and how we are influenced by what we hear. And then programming is how we act to achieve our results. And every single human being is programmed. Is programmed. And that's why we got to be careful what we're watching on a regular basis. What are you listening to? And not just external, but internal. Remember, we have thirty to 60,000 thoughts per day. And most of them are unconscious and most of them are repetitious. you got to get this. And if you're constantly watching TV or news that's telling you that you're a victim, that's telling you that we got the most evil person ever in the White House, that's telling you that anybody that supports that man is less than human, when you hear that, don't you see how it's okay to, to kill people that don't agree with you? How it's okay? See, that's why you got to study in transactional analysis or something I talk about. I've done radio shows on it called the drama triangle. It's an inverted triangle. At the bottom is victim. To the left is persecutor. To the right is rescuer. And we got a country that's stuck on the drama triangle. Don't you see? We're all victims now. And boy, if you don't like how the election turned out, you're a victim. You're a victim. But why does that matter? Because we go through all three of these positions. So now we go from a victim to be a persecutor, don't you see it? Where we go to attack. Rose McGowan, she was a victim of Harvey Weinstein. And then she, we find out that she did the same thing to a 17-year-old boy. But now because she's so a victim, now she's attacking him. No man could do that, but a woman could do that to a man. Right? He's a persecutor. And then we got to rescue. Look at the, the, the mole inside the White House. The New York Times talks about this person. Remember? They're operating from a victim mentality. Oh, my gosh, i got to save the country from what they elected, what they voted for. And then they become the persecutor. So now they're going to they're gonna bring this man down. They're going to sabotage. Uh, it's treason. I mean, if you bring down a duly elected president, what would you call that? And then we got the next thing I was rescuer. And the term rescuer, you got to get this. Rescuer means doing for somebody else what they can do for themselves. So this person now has got to save the American people from what they voted for and justify their illegal actions based on the drama triangle. Do you see how we can justify anything? That's why you got to be careful, little eyes, what you see. Be careful, little ears, what you hear. And be careful what you're feeling. Where do you put yourself? What's the environment you put yourself in all the time? You will never arise above the quality of the environment you hang out with. Our little kids will never rise above the quality of people they hang out with. Google prison guard mentality. The study's done. You can put the nicest, calmest, moral person as a prison guard, and after a while, it gets to them. They become tainted. So you got to get this. You probably put some bad stuff in your head up until now, but you can change it. You can fix it. You can clean it up. It's the concept of putting a dirty sponge, a filthy sponge, and you got to use it because you have no other sponge. And so you turn the water on. You stick it under the sink, you fill it up with fresh water, and you squeeze it as much as you can. And then you put it back under running water, fill it up with fresh water, and squeeze it as much as you can. And each time you squeeze out that fresh water, more dirty stuff comes out with it. And that's what you got to put yourself through the process of being able to do that. That's what leadership awakening. That's why I tell people, go to likeitmatters.net. This is what I do in my two-and-a-half-day intensive. I squeeze you. Because usually abusers begat abusers. Molesters usually begat molesters. Um, alcoholics usually begat alcoholics. Because it's an autopilot. It's running the same program. We usually do to other people what was done to us. Don't you know? In a way, that's kind of the golden rule. Right? But it can be a very negative. I'm just telling you, years of studying, years of psychology, years of counseling, years of coaching, this is what I've learned. But you don't have to be that way. You can scratch that CD. You can break the LP. You can clean up those belief systems. You can clean up some of the trauma and drama, some of the things you have unconsciously connected. But you need help. You can't do it on your own. 
Because if you're out there in life and you don't clean up, when life squeezes you, you're going to snap. And you're going to do something that will forever change your life. That's why I like to compare it to the fiery furnace. The fiery furnace, we took precious metal and you put it in a fiery furnace and you melt that metal down to liquid. And what it does, it separates the dross. It separates the impure, that which has no value, from the pure, that which has great value. And that's you and that's me. One of my favorite stories is a story about a woman in a china shop. And she's admiring all the beautiful china. And she, her gaze locks, it's fixed on this beautiful teacup. She had never seen a teacup so beautiful. And as she's gazing and admiring this cup, it's like a Disney movie. The cup comes to life. And then she says, well, I, I'm so sorry. I just am, am awed by your beauty. And the cup responded, you know, I wasn't always this way. The cup said, my first recollection of a memory was I was just this lump of clay uh, on the shelf in the potter's house. And all of a sudden, these two large hands of the potter came and took me off the shelf and put me on the potter's table. And the potter started forming me and stretching me and shaping me. I didn't like it. It hurt. It was uncomfortable. And he said, stop. And the potter said, not yet. And after a while, he stopped. And it felt good to be left alone. But then he came at me with something in his hand. And he put me in a fire. That was so unfair. What did he do that? I wasn't doing anything. I was just sitting here. It's hot. It's uncomfortable. I don't like it. Let me out. And he said, not yet. I'm not finished yet. And he left me in the fire. But after a while, he pulled me out of the fire. And he put me back on the potter's table. And it felt good to be out of the fire. And then he approached me with something in his hands. And he started putting this stuff on me. It was sticky and gooey. Stroke after stroke, he kept putting this stuff on me. And I didn't like it. It felt uncomfortable. I wasn't used to it. I said, stop. And he said, not yet. I'm not finished. As he painted me stroke after stroke after stroke after stroke. And then he came after me again and he put me in another fire. This one was twice as hot. It's so unfair. What did I do wrong? Why didn't he like me? I kept saying, let me out. And he kept saying, not yet. Not yet. Not yet. But after a little while, he took me out of the fire. And he put me back on the potter's table. And it made no sense what I'd just been through. It seemed so unfair. What did I do wrong? Why did he pick on me? Why does he like me? And I was going to ask him these questions. And then when he came back to me, he picked me up again with his large hands. And But this time he put me back on the shelf. And he left me there. And it made no sense at all. And I was going to ask him the next time I see him, what was that all about? And then a little while later, he came back at me with something in his hands. It was a mirror. He wanted me to see just how beautiful he had made me through the process that he had taken me through. And see, ladies and gentlemen, we are going through a process that's called life. And there are highs and lows. There are ups and downs. There are good stuff and there are bad stuff. But it's all, from all that, we create belief systems. And everything we do or do not do is driven by a belief system. And if we don't do some regular cleaning up work, if we don't go inside and take a look at the structure of our beliefs and what they're getting us, then we'll never reach our potential. Go to likeitmatters.net and let me help you be who you're called to be. You are under construction on the Like It Matters radio network. I am Mr. Black, helping you to be more hopeful about your future and reminding you, when you live your life like it matters, it does. Is your life going the way you thought? Have you asked, who am I? Or, where did I come from? What is my purpose? Well, guess what? You are not alone. Everyone has those types of questions in their heart. 
River Hava Wellness will help you with these deep questions. We are all searching for significance and wholeness of spirit, soul, and body. Join us. River Ahava Wellness, Saturdays at 8 a.m. and 6 p.m. on Wellness Radio 1570. Hi, this is Lisa. And I'm Elizabeth. We're the hosts of River Ahava Wellness. We talk about meaningful movement for individuals in their wellness walk, which means your spirit, your soul, and your body. Awaken and fulfill destiny. Restore and promote personal identity and wholeness. Lisa and I are here to encourage you with easy baby step ideas for your purposeful lifestyle habits. Come listen to the show where taking responsibility is fun and life-giving. Saturdays at 8 a.m. and 6 p.m. on Wellness 1570. Your resource for health and wellness is Wellness Radio 1570. KDI. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.